Welcome to EO Audio. We're here today with the Culture Corner. I'm here with Tim Trainer and Phil Wright. Hello. Howdy. And uh, Tim Trainer has come up with the idea of, of the Culture Corner on the opinion page, and we'd like to maybe talk a little bit on our podcast about it. So yeah. what, what was the idea in print? What did you want to do? Well, I, I wasn't too sure. It seemed like kind of like an old school idea that uh, – and, and kind of a new school idea too that, that in the past um, – Journalists were sort of the people that pointed you towards what you should care about and what you should know about and the interesting things going on in your community and in your world. Um, that's what columnists were. That's what you know, journalists covering everything from from local to to national and to world. And now there's just so much content out there, but it's hard to access it. It's it's overwhelming. It's hard to find. And I thought it'd be cool. Hey, we're 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 um, you know surfing the web all the time. We we're trying to find stories. We're trying to stay abreast of culture and uh, news. And if, when we come across something, you know, some readers out there might like to know about it. You know, it's 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 a kind of a personal thing. It, it makes us, you know, people realize that we're actual human beings uh, with interests and uh, passions. And then it also is fun. It, you know, it's kind of light. And and sometimes I think you know we'll, there'll be some hard news. Hey, you really should should know this and read this and understand it. But also sometimes, as we've started with some kind of fun ones that that can really. Uh, Help people's lives, and that's you know what the newspapers for to right. give them some fun and interesting ways to spend their time. Right, and so we're doing this in print on every Tuesday. We've got to have some yeah. little spot for it, and yep. and then maybe we can get on here occasionally and talk about what we found and share some of that. Yeah, so it's real short. I mean, we're just a couple hundred words. Like, hey, this is worth checking out. Sometimes they're websites, sometimes they're uh, hard news articles, sometimes they're um, YouTube sensations, sometimes they're a movie or a play or a piece of art. You know, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Ex- exhibition uh, somewhere around the state. Uh, yeah, a, lot, a wide variety of things that might be worth uh, looking into. Right. And tell me what, what you wrote about this week. And- so, yeah, I, I, mine ran Tuesday. Uh, I did a piece on a um, electric literature, which is was a website I was unfamiliar with. Uh, they just uh, published a piece on what would have been Raymond Carver's birthday. I think he would have been 78 um, by his brother. Um, and it featured a lot of uh, – Photos, family photos that were unseen until this moment, and it, it gave a little bit of a, I, th- I thought, a kind of a pushback against the kind of the Carver family story, which was a very uh, difficult and you know often brutal childhood that became a difficult life, um, and that that it, it definitely informed his his work and and but also led to his you know early death and uh, sort of uh, built up his mystique as a as a uh, you know a, a, a difficult hero, you know, a man with obvious r- real troubles with uh, alcoholism and substance abuse and depression and bankruptcy and a whole list of things. So th- this was a kind of a view into the Carver household that that showed there were good times there, that they did care about each other, that, yeah, they were they were dirt poor at times and and mentioned one loss of one job um, from his father who grew up as in Klatskany as a as a mill worker, a, a saw uh, Saw maker, I think, or a saw sharpener kind of thing. You know that this was a important job that you could you could support a family on, and all of a sudden it wasn't, and how that affected the family and kind of put them down this road. It was really fascinating. It was really interesting. Um, there are beautiful photos, and I think there's a lot of Carver fans in Oregon, and and you know they might be uh, willing to 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 you know kind of hear a different take on it. Like like I mentioned in in the piece, um, you know, f- families are not always the most Reliable narrators, you know, when they're talking about something that personal. Right, it's very to them. personal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's worth uh, reading with a grain of salt, but it's still interesting. And, and the photos, you know, do tell a story that you can't ignore. That these people um, were together, and they um, 
and they laughed sometimes and were and smiled and had fun. So yeah, I, I thought it was really fascinating. You can find it online. Um, we got a link to it on our website, and uh, if you look up Culture Corner on eastoregonia.com, you can find it and give it a read. It's it's real fascinating. Right. And do you have a favorite uh, work by Raymond Carver? God, I love Raymond Carver. I love a lot. I, I mean, I love his short stories, um, Cathedral, and and uh, what we talk about when we talk about love and all that. But I, I've really been into his his kind of late career poetry, um, Gravy. It was, a, it was an amazing poem that he wrote. So he he he's a terrible in his mid seventies. He's he's a he's suffering from alcoholism. He's been hospitalized multiple times, and he cleans up like late in in the seventies. And he finds a woman. They fall in love. He's kind of reborn. He's he's making incredible art, and he gets cancer. Uh, it's it's you know it's kind of the cosmic joke of you know, of uh, he he does the right thing. He's living healthy, and all of a sudden, um, you know his his old life catches up to him. But he writes his beautiful poem "Gravy" about those last years of him, um, and appreciating that time of being sober and and being happy and being in love. So that the, the, those late poems, um, I've got a collection here. Just reading, they're fantastic. They're very Oregon and Northwest centric, and they're great reads. So. Cool, great, yeah. Right. And uh, Phil, you wrote uh, about a, a YouTube site, a YouTube page. Um, did it tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I'm a film buff, and I know you're a yeah. film buff as well. And a couple years ago, I happened upon a, a YouTube channel called Every Frame a Painting. Uh, it's by a guy named Tony Zhao, who's a professional film editor, and he also makes uh, some short films. Essentially, I think I just checked recently. I think there's 26 episodes or 26 chapters, however you want to phrase it. Uh, and every one of them is essentially a miniature film class. When I watch a movie, I don't just want to be entertained. I want to know why I'm being entertained. I want to know what is working or what's not working in a movie. And uh, Tony Zhao's work does that really well. Um, He'll show you why what is good direction uh, and what is uh, what is bad direction, and sometimes why one's making money and one is not. Uh-huh. So yeah, well, and, and yeah, they were, I, they were they became an obsession of mine after after reading your piece. And I think I've seen them all now. Maybe maybe, maybe not quite the earliest ones yet, but I've gone through a couple of pages. Do you have one that stands out to you? You know, the very first one I happened upon was "Who's Winning the Scene," and that still stands out to out to me. That was a uh, a dissection of – it's only about a three-minute uh, piece of film in Silence of the Lambs, the classic psychological horror film. And this is between our introduction to, to Starling, the young FBI agent, and the uh, evil Hannibal Lecter. And what Zhao shows us is how the tilt of the camera and the position of the camera through this little segment of film shows us who's in control of the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can watch this scene silently without any dialogue, without any sound. And if you just watch those camera angles, you'll see who's winning the scene. Mm-hmm. And once you've seen that, you look for another film. So, oh, I see what's happening here. It just gives you a little more insight into into character and into plot. Yeah. And so are you concerned about this uh, site, this thinking, ruining lesser films for you that you just can't watch them anymore or are those already ruined for you? Uh, you know, I, I do uh, sadly have an, uh, an affliction for watching bad B movies. Uh, yeah. um, no, this will not ruin that. The, <laughs> the, uh, the art of film I think will still stand uh, just in spite of what uh, things like sci-fi does for, uh, for cheap thrills. So. Okay. 
But it, it seemed to me like these aren't expensive things, right? Like this no. is just this is just good art. Like it's, it seems that that this would be followed more and more more widely used when you realize how powerful uh, you know, simple the, tricks can be. There's this. There's a, a he has a dissection of Michael Bay's work, Bayham. What works in a Michael Bay film? You know, the tra- the guy who makes all the Transformer movies, uh, and then he compares that to guys like David Fincher, who uh, is probably best known for Seven. And when you comp- the difference in direction between these two, uh, you, you come away with understanding like, oh, what really is a good movie? And what's maybe an, an effective blockbuster in Hollywood and, and the difference? And, and I think that – I think you can go ahead and say, yeah, I like – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch things blow up on a big screen. I'll be okay with that. Uh, but Zhao is able to using just really kind of common language, not not even sort of like uh, jargon, but to bring you into like why something like Seven is a better movie, and with 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 far less camera tricks mm-hmm. than something like you know Transformers, whatever ever will be. Right. But he also talks about why people like Michael Bay. He, I mean, yes. He doesn't just dismiss it. You hear that a lot. My oh, it's just a Michael Bay film, and no one cares. Oh, I I love The Rock. <laughs> like, I love The yeah. Rock. So Michael yeah, yeah. is told Bayham, but it's <laughs> but it's entertaining, yeah. and yeah. I and I like The Rock. And he doesn't see. I mean, he occasionally he'll come across a little dismissive. Sure. But, but in general, he says, you know, I'm not here to judge what you like. I'm just no. saying what I like. And my my favorite one that I, that I'd seen was the Edgar Wright talking about how Edgar. Uh, Right, does comedy and how and the line from it was that most most comedy now is, is uh, basically lightly edited improv. I mean, it's right. people standing looking at each other saying things that are supposed to be funny, and sometimes they are funny, but there's nothing is done with the camera, nothing is done in the way it's put together to to give it kind of that 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 rewatchability. That, that you know, it's basically you think what they're saying is funny or you don't. So, right. I mean, yeah. that film is mm-hmm. at its course a visual medium. Yeah. And so if uh, a good director is going to use that, Edgar Wright uh, with Hot Fuzz, yeah. uh, there's a lot of lines in that uh, that reference then things that happen visually later on. Uh-huh. And then the, jo- the joke is 20 or 30 minutes later right. and the jokes are visual one yeah. after the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have – you know, it's got I, – who I think Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are, right. are two of the funniest guys. It doesn't have Will Ferrell or you know, no. some of these guys that, you, you know, that people yeah. are kind of considered the funniest people right now. Yeah. But it's – but they're – I mean overall, they're, you know – Far more deep laughs, I think, than, oh, absolutely. than even, even than you know, Anchorman's or those kinds of movies mm-hmm. that are that you know are kind of like modern comic, yeah. <laughs> the most quoted ones, I suppose. Right. So. Yeah. It's just a two-hour-long skit. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. That's just a which you is know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is and and as he'll say, it's it's kind of and that's something that people like people yeah, enjoy totally. that. But yeah. he, sure. Yeah. I think he'd just like to see more people try try some other uh, uh-huh. using the, the the medium to its greatest potential absolutely so, yeah so that's a great one so that's every every frame of painting every frame of painting you, you can find it on youtube yeah and uh and if you are a film buff then get, get ready to go ahead and spend a, a long evening yeah they're, 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 <laughs> you'll they're, just go through them all yeah they're between probably four and ten minutes but they're great yeah. and uh, you can look through and kind of pick pick one and there's a lot of foreign films as well which he is, does a lot yeah. of foreign films uh, a lot of kurosawa and some other japanese films uh, some yeah. european stuff too so It'll make you want to restart the mm-hmm. Netflix account and start getting them shipped yeah. to your house, probably. And what about you, Daniel? Are you working on something for next week, or you, you know, I, I haven't like looked. At, I, I, there's a there's a exhibit coming through to to Salem, I believe. I just uh, saw saw Oregon the Historical from, Society. Sorry, Oregon yeah. Historical Society yeah. on, on the founding papers of, of baseball, and it's always yeah, been a big be cool. fascination to me since my trip to Cooperstown a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the old the old myth that Abner Doubleday came up with yeah. the. Uh, Came up with the sport, but the, these papers predate him, and it was basically an, an understanding of the rules of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, the original document's going to be going to be in Oregon for a, a few weeks. So I don't know if I'll get over to actually see it, but I, but cool. I so I, I plan to have that next Tuesday. All right, paper. sounds good. We'll check that out on yeah. Tuesday's EO. You'll get yeah. the you'll get the scoop. Yep. So. 
Okay, well, thanks, guys, for doing this, and, and thanks no for listening. Yep, take care. <laughs>